0: You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland.
1: Hi,
0: this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto. I am accompanied by The Wasteland, my DJ partner in crime, and we've got a couple things going on today. First off, I would like to bring up the emails that we've been receiving about the show. Again, thank you so much for listening and for writing in, because we do appreciate your feedback.
2: And we're going to start making an effort, especially when people ask questions, to address them on the show. That way, you can tell we're actually reading them, and we'll respond to you here there's a little thank you and an acknowledgement. So we did get a question from Thomas uh, asking us if we suppose Al's political outspokenness has become a shtick that helps sell records. And I would say in regards to ministry personally, I think it has to a point because he was even there was a quote in, a, in an interview somewhere, I don't remember because now it's 15 years ago, that he said, you know, when George W. Bush came into office, he released an album. He said, well, the last time a Bush was in office, I went platinum, so maybe it'll happen again. And I think at a certain point, it's become somewhat of a shtick it's definitely become the outspokenness it's kind of like expected or it's comfort but you know there was also that whole rock the vote push with Lollapalooza and I know he was involved with that so it's hard to say it's definitely hard to say but I think at a certain point it it just became part of what he does with the music and that's really the only thing he recognizes outside of what he's doing with his music uh unless Laura has another take on that
0: no I actually uh First of all, thank you for listening to the ministry episode. And yeah, I think it's a very interesting point. It's a valid question uh, because the things that you do to get an, uh, to get attention to sell records. I mean, has he gotten sticky with it and, and really been outspoken in order to sell? Uh, it's possible.
2: I mean, one of his last albums was called America Can't, and it was Triple K's. Right. I'm, right. So America KK Can't. Uh, you know, leaning it's, into it. Yeah, leaning into it a bit hard. All right. And then we also got an email from Michael with an episode suggestion going into uh, the history of the Toronto goth scene. And that could be worthwhile. We'd probably have to get a, a couple of guests because I know our knowledge only goes so far.
0: Right. Considering when we moved here, I mean, I moved here in 2007. And it's funny because a lot of folks will say, well, you remember back in the 90s at Savage, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, no, actually, I don't because I'm not from here. And uh, you moved here a bit later. 2013.
2: So quite a bit later, quite a bit later. So, yeah. But I, I like the idea. It is a good idea. And I think, you know, in, in the vein of reaching out to other people and finding out what's going on in their scenes, it'd be interesting to take a look back at our, our local level as well. And maybe people would be into it.
0: Yeah. But again, you know, drop us an email. Tell us what you think. If uh, if you're keen on it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into that. Let's kick off with some cult strange. Here's Slave to the Algorithm. today's episode, we are chatting with a friend, someone representing the scene in Portland, Oregon. She is a really excellent DJ, also once worked at the Lovecraft Bar, although it's a place that's not open right now because of COVID. Please welcome Ms. Margot. Hello there. Hi. 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 And Lovecraft Bar is now getting renamed to embrace the fact
3: that people aren't thrilled about the man's history. So it is now going to be called The Coffin Club. Nice. Yeah. It still will be a horror themed. It'll still look all the same inside. But yeah, just trying to like not revere the person that he was, but his works and, and also just horror in general. So
0: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's very cool. So you're DJing uh, via Twitch, like many of us are these days, and you've got yep. a couple different events going on. You've got Sleepwalk and Sex Beat, uh-huh, and then um, Miserable Mondays, <laughs> nice, <laughs> which are
3: basically like which are basically more moody Mom- Mondays, but that uh, name was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like Miserable Mondays, <laughs> staple hand to forehead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's always. <laughs> always good to take advantage of some alliteration now yeah. <laughs> you started djing on twitch because we're all here we all are inside no one's going out to clubs it's uh-huh. gonna probably be a while until uh-huh. clubs come back but uh you started djing much earlier like when when did you get your start djing because that and you're not originally from portland no like in
3: person djing yeah <laughs> pre-covid times um in San Francisco, I moved to San Francisco in 94, and I think I started getting involved in clubs around 95, and um, I think more officially DJing around 96, and uh, Dark Sparkle, which was my first actual club that I was resident DJ and helped run and produce, started in 99, in June of 99, and I lived in San Francisco until 2010, and then moved back to New York City, DJed there for five years and then moved to Portland in 2015, and I've been DJing here since I moved here.
0: Right. Cool. cool. So, and and uh, you've been running several different events. How was it making the transition to DJing online? Um, I
3: kind of rather enjoy it. I like having my own space and not having drunk people come in bashing into the DJ booth and... <laughs> harassing you to play something good or can you play depeche mode or <laughs> i'm like i like depeche mode but i'm playing an alternate track right now <laughs>
2: <laughs> can you can right. you play something i can dance to can
3: you play something i can dance to can you play something oh good gosh, yeah, yeah all that I'm just like or just also cuz i like curating you know i was on tuesday so i could sort of do my own thing and not be like bangers for the weekend it was like i want to curate something in- interesting and special so um just when you're live, people are just like, I just want to hear the hits, no matter what night or whatever you're trying to do. You're like, I try and sh- sh- present it in a way that it's like something special. And I like at being at home. You can just do it all the way you want. And if 20 people join, fine. And if 150 people join, even better. But you also have a worldwide audience instead of your particular picky at home audience.
0: Yes, that's true.
3: That only wants to hear the tracks from your scene. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Do you do you find that yeah. having, especially DJed on both sides of the country or the continent, I should say, that you get people <laughs> people coming in from San Francisco and New York that that remember, hey, I remember when they were DJing here. Now yeah. I can see them online.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I um I have friends and. Uh, I guess you would say fans from all over the country that have uh, tuned in and are gone to my nights in San Francisco and gone dancing when I was DJing in New York. And they're excited to hear me online because now they don't have to travel. <laughs> and they're like, I always enjoyed your DJing and now I'm excited. I can, I can tune in. So that's kind of cool. And then just being able to reach international audiences, you know, I have a whole group of Europeans out there now that tune in like late at night towards the end of my set because they're starting to wake up and <laughs> there's a couple in the call themselves the Breakfast Club. It's really cute. Aww. They eat
2: oh, that's their Mues- cool. they eat
3: their muesli and drink their tea and tune me in. And they're like in France and Germany and England. So they aren't even around each other, but they're all joining in online on my shows. So that's cute. And then the Aussies started finding me too. So that was awesome too. And um it's like afternoon or something like that towards the end of my set, I think. And they're just like, oh, tuning in. Got to go to work now <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, the, the worldwide audience
0: has been really great and embracing, which is quite, yeah. quite nice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because that and I mean, in the before times, was there a lot of options as far as clubs or events going on in Portland? Because Portland's known as... I mean, people think of the show Portlandia and (laughs) how it's not just a sketch comedy show, but it's kind of documentary-like because there's so many isms that are just really true.
3: (laughs) Similar, yeah. Um, There is a good scene here. The main events are Hive on Sunday nights and then all the things that happen like uh, at Lovecraft slash Coffin Club. (laughs) Right, Um, but there's also a bunch of events all around the city, just at different bars and different venues. But the two main spots I would say are star theater where Hive is on Sundays. And then uh, Lovecraft, which Thursday shadow play I think is one of the longest running goth clubs here in Portland. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. And since, since we're now living in in COVID times uh, I mean, the atmosphere is very different Mm -hmm. and we've been getting a lot of news about the protests and things that are happening in Portland. how, how have you been faring through that? Um, actually, it's
3: just within a couple of blocks space downtown. and then I guess there is some stuff happening up in the north part of Portland because there's a police headquarters up there, I believe. So it doesn't really impact your day-to day daily life, but there's definitely an air of stuff going on for sure and yeah. There's, I have lots of friends that have been going down there and have been getting hurt or getting arrested. And, you know, it's, it's not something I could do. I just don't have the, uh, I don't know what you would say for it, but I'm really happy that there are folks out there standing up for people's rights and putting their bodies on the line. It's, it's a brave and wonderful thing to be doing for sure.
0: I fully agree because I, I know there are, had been some protests here as well but again it, it becomes a mixed bag because i mean we've been quarantining here pretty hard and don't leave the house very mm-hmm. much uh and, and going to a protest where it's really crowded with people although there wasn't any evidence of spikes no, in cases really. during it because people were playing it safe which mm-hmm. thank goodness but yeah it, it's it's a difficult thing if you're if if you're going to make that decision to go and and possibly get hurt or arrested, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're able to, because I mean, I know there's uh, unemployment's really high, mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't have a job, um, you have time. So that's one thing that can help, uh, people get out there and do stuff. But if you are working, uh, it makes it difficult how you can fit that into your schedule.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I just feel like I'm working all the time because I've been working from home <laughs> since March. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I had some time off and now I'm ready for more. So,
0: <laughs> fair, fair.
2: So, to bring it back to music, though, uh, having again crisscrossed the country, um, local scenes, and all that, has there been a big variance in what goes over with the crowd between San Francisco, Portland, and New York? Like, I'm pretty sure West Coast, East Coast, probably pretty different, but you know.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, of course. There's a lot of this, you know. People always ask for this corrosion no matter where you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> Four hours of but this there's corrosion. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's definitely certain tracks that I find that when you go in one city, you you play it and it just like packs a dance floor and you're like, it can be your go-to song when you're just feeling like, I just want to get people out there. And and then, then you try it in a different city and it clears the dance floor. And it's like, what the... I found that uh, Pluto Drive in Portland doesn't work so well by the creatures. Yeah. Um, I've had it clear the dance floor a couple of times. I know it works sometimes at Hive. They're a little bit more swirly over there. But for some reason, like in San Francisco, no problem. (laughs) In, In Portland, it just seems to be not as popular. All different tracks. They're just You just have to try and error, which is kind of nice, too, because it keeps you on your toes.
0: Yeah, it's funny how there are certain songs that are very regional. And yeah. <laughs> here it'll be one thing, but then you go to a different city and it's it's a different thing. Because uh, I remember DJing in Ottawa, the Chameleons playing Don't Fall. If you're playing Don't Fall in, in Ottawa or in Montreal, it goes over really well. But in Toronto, it's definitely Swamp Thing. So it's like yeah. oh that's really interesting and kind of making note of these regional differences. Yeah yeah. What's one of your go-to songs to get a dance floor going? Um it really
3: depends on like what sort of genre night I'm doing. Like I know it it's all basically goth stuff, but you know for a while it was boy harsher pain. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah I think that, that works And that song just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, you know, uh, this corrosion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really one of my go-tos, but it's like definitely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and in Portland, definitely anything Depeche Mode huh, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as my go-to songs, ugh, it, it kind of changes. It kind of changes on what my moods are. I'm like, I know this will work, so I'm going to play it. And I do that for a couple of weeks and then something else will catch my ear and somehow catch other people's ear. And so I'm like, all right, I'll use that one.
0: Yeah. It's funny to test things out and see what gets a reaction and, mm-hmm. and what works because it's so much harder to see people's reactions DJing over Twitch. Right. Right. And you don't have to
3: keep them dancing. You can like play cool tracks and people all go, wow, I love this track. Or, oh, I haven't heard this in a while. Instead of like live, you put it on and it's like, Pshh! everybody goes out for a
2: smoke at the same time you're like oh that didn't work
3: (laughs) that didn't work and then maybe a friend will be like oh i hadn't heard that song forever that was a really cool track and you're like why didn't you dance to it you left me (laughs) it's just like a whole different thing like people will sit in the shadows and enjoy your night but like if they're not on the dance floor when you're in person it's so like are people even liking this? Is this, am I doing a job? Am I, or what, what am I even doing here? <laughs> you know, that Whereas is on, so
0: true. So on
3: Twitch, so, I feel like yeah. if people want to dance, they're in their living room dancing. And if they just want to lurk in the shadows, they're just tuned in and they're making dinner and enjoying what you're playing. And I'll pop on and just be like, I love this song. And you're like, which isn't an opportunity a lot of people feel comfortable doing in it with a DJ booth dance floor setting. They just will be sitting in the DJ in their in their table and being like, oh, I love this song, but I don't know that. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm just like the dance floor is empty. Okay, now I'm just going to play some bangers and (laughs) I'm not going to be happy, but I'll put the dance floor happy. So whatever.
2: So what's the song that you've played on Twitch that you got that? Oh, my God. Reaction that you didn't expect, like one of those weird tracks. You weren't expecting. That oh, kind I mean, of reaction. all.
3: It, I mean, it's amazing that like "Screams for Tina" has gotten this like crazy resurgence.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've noticed, I noticed that.
3: that. And um, "Screaming Dead" and like all these like old school death rocky goth bands that when you dig them up live and in person, people are kind of like meh. But lately on Twitch, I feel like people are kind of going nuts for it. So that's cool. And last night I had my um, sleepwalk effigy edition which is fourth tuesdays which effigy like the ministry synthy song um so it's all like synth stuff so it's harkens back to when i was djing the weird party in new york so minimal synth and then like all the synth stuff that's coming out now and just like trying just blending it all together and like i'll play weird french cold wave stuff and people just be like oh my god i haven't heard the song forever i love this track and this is such a great song and <laughs> Not since nice. the weird party, did anybody even care about this stuff? If I tried to play it at another night, they'd just be like, ah, oh, this is interesting. But since you have this broader audience, you have a broader appreciation for what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I'm finding it's nice that people are sort of revisiting older stuff and going, Oh, yeah, this is the thing. This particular song, this particular band hasn't been played on a dance floor in so long. It's it's new to them again. And people are able to appreciate it. like Screams for Tina is a great example of that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. But besides playing some of the older stuff, what newer bands have you been really into? What's caught your ear lately? Oh, I mean, without fail, Dancing Plague. Um, Connor
3: is from Portland, and I saw him play a show at Lovecraft, like maybe the second year I lived here. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. And um, he just has continued to grow and evolve. And just always, every track is just like Fuck the song is so good. And then he nice. started doing this project um psychic guilt with his partner. And and she adds this feminine aspect to it. So there's this is and I'm not huge on female vocals per se. I I like some, but I'm kind of picky about them. <laughs> but hers just with his ah, uh, I love it. I love dancing plague and psychic
0: guilt. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna make sure that we have those links to put in the show notes later yeah. for sure. And they're local to Portland because that was going to be my next question: is who what are, who are the bands? What wh- who's local? Wh- what's happening as far as like people who are playing stuff in in Portland? I would say probably also um,
3: Susan Subtract. Uh, they have been DJing. They were formerly of High Functioning Flesh, oh, and now they are um, Physical Wash. Yes, so their shows have been pretty awesome as well. Yes. So that's yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, there's bands I like going and just like seeing.
0: Well, sometimes it's just sort of like, oh, you know, you here's your friend's band or, oh, you come see this band, which I mean, I really miss live music these days. And this was going to be the year for concerts. And there were so many bands coming through and everybody had to cancel.
3: Yeah, it was definitely lots of stuff from outside of Portland. I mean, yeah. there's a huge music scene here and I love seeing a lot of live music but also with working at the bar i was just it's always work (laughs) so then like dragging myself to a show is always like okay i'm here i'm at the show it feels like work (laughs) (laughs) that's that's rough (laughs) yeah what that's the thing is like i became a d i've been a dj for a long time and then i became a bartender so then like trying to balance your work with your pleasure and then they're kind of the same thing and then it just kind of becomes you you have to go out to also promote yourself to promote your nights and then you're out and it feels like work and then you're out working and then it's just like ah so (laughs) going out sometimes became like (laughs) that's how I think that's why I'm liking twitch (laughs) time
0: yeah it's a little bit less work because but you're right though because if you go out you know you have to kind of get people to, to remember that you still exist and, yeah. and people see your face and go, Oh yeah. And you're DJing at blah, blah, blah. And right. And then staying they, relevant. Yes, like, exactly. That's the kids call it <laughs> the kids.
3: So, I mean, I like going out and supporting my, I think more often than not I was going out and supporting local DJ friends and going to their nights and just, yeah. You know, there were definitely shows. God, the thing is, Laura, I just, It's been five months since I've been out and I can't even remember things anymore.
0: Oh, I barely (laughs) remember what day it is. Holy cow.
3: So I'm like trying to remember local bands and things that I did in the before time. So it's like almost like I've been so inundated with Twitch and all the new shows and all the new friends and all the new DJs that I'm currently involved with and finding new music that like that's been encompassing the fore part of my brain. Like, yeah. I think if I had had some notes, <laughs> I maybe it could have been a better answer for that question.
0: No, what? I, well, I, what I figured. Are the before times. <laughs> yeah, the before times. Well, I figured we'd just, you know, hey, we get on a shoot call and this yeah. is a conversation. Let's just shoot the shit and see what happens. Because yeah. uh, it's just more organic that way, I guess. Yeah, of but- course. Of course. But yeah, I mean, just you're not wrong. Like it's just been really <laughs> difficult for fucking everybody.
3: Yeah, and it and it requires a lot of brain power cuz I'm not a tech person. So like I was like gathering together uh audio interface. My, my partner Aleph, uh helped me with that and figuring out some of that and Getting the gear and getting the cords and trying to figure out technology. And then I spent like probably the better part of, let's see, we mar- locked down what in March. So the better part of April, once people started twitching, like getting over my anxiety with technology and just watching Twitch streams and just seeing. How it all works and what makes a good stream and what makes a good angle and what makes a stream something I want to watch and what makes a stream something I want to subscribe to and what makes like how are these people doing these things that are making it not just I'm sitting in my bedroom playing music. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
3: It's true though. So like, Uh, you know, the emotes and everything I got, I started to get really excited about because I'm like, if I have cool emotes, then people are going to want to pay that five bucks a month and be able to use it. So I've been like digging around on streams. I'm like, that's cool. But if I did it this way, or if I did that and I did that, and then things that are personal to me and, and little things just so that it's like very me kind of stream, but very something that I think will be, uh, something people would like. And people will have fun with and will want to participate in and want to join in and want to subscribe to my stream and follow my stream and all the things that the reason why you're on there doing it because you are an entertainer and you love playing music and you love making people happy with music.
0: Yeah. 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 And I mean, networking has been bigger than ever. Oh, yeah. and, and people that I've been talking to that I normally wouldn't be talking to as often. its That's been the real upside of this is that it's totally. drawn a lot of people a lot closer and being able to just compare notes about music or, mm-hmm. or just to chat about stuff or vent about stuff and, and listen to some listen to some other DJ streaming. And, and again, taking note of regional differences. Mm hmm. Because oh, what yeah. they play in Chicago compared to what they're playing in San Antonio, Texas, uh-huh. uh, it's really interesting because I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I haven't heard this or oh, that's something I don't know. Or or seeing DJs in, in Germany and, and, you know, the European DJs, how they're playing, you and know, the with, Aussies what, what kind of things playing. they're playing. Yeah. The Aussies yeah. are kicking ass, too. I'm just
1: like, ah! Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> I have, I have like four sheets of
3: notes here of just songs and music and stuff I want to play and stuff bands I want to look up and I just I just sit on streams and do homework you know it's like wow that's cool that's awesome I haven't heard that band I'm gonna check out the rest of their stuff and you're only, oh my god I forgot about that song and yeah it's you're just- <laughs> you're only
2: increasing my need for time off
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it has become a job you know having made it three days a week it's like it's definitely an investment of time, for sure, because like, you also have to commit to like being there those mm-hmm. three days a week. You can't just be like, oh,
0: I'm not going to do it.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it requires a bit of planning yeah. as far yeah. as curating your music, because Sleepwalk is every Tuesday. And yeah. then you've broken it up so that every Tuesday is a different theme.
3: Yeah, well... The thing is, in before times, I was once a month and then they eventually ended up giving me every Tuesday and then that got to be a lot. So then I gave back two of the Tuesdays. So I was just first and third Tuesdays. So when things shut down, I was just first and third Tuesdays in person. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do first and third Tuesdays. But then I realized that I missed doing it and then it wasn't as much of a strain as it was in person to do it Mm -hmm. every week. And then I was like, well, how can I make it different? that's entertaining for me. And I was like, all right, well, second Tuesdays, I'll focus more on guitar driven, like death, Rocky, that KV kind of that aspect. So I can just delve into it. And cause with sleepwalk, I like playing new and, and, um, classic and synth and death rock and post-punk and goth and, and, I always feel like I like keeping a sort of momentum going. So it's not like I'm getting into like a huge rock block of just goth. And then people are like, boy, harsher. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll go there. (laughs) You have to work (laughs) your way back to it. Yeah. So on those, and I don't mind doing that. And I love doing that. But I also want to just be like, I just wanted something, nights where I could sink my teeth into things. So yeah. So second Tuesdays, I just do all the guitar, Death Rocky rah stuff. And then um fourth Tuesdays, I do the synthy stuff. So I could just break it up a little bit for myself, but then keep relevant by being on every Tuesday. So I'm always there doing something and get people used to the fact that I'm not just a one trick pony. I do. I know a lot of music.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then Mondays is more m- the moody stuff and moody Friday stuff. is sex beat.
3: Yeah. And it's like dance party. So like it's kind of almost no brainer. It's like uh, I'm not gonna be um you know when you when you try and work really hard to curate stuff and play new music for people and try and introduce stuff to new new music to people, it's um, you know, it's work, of course. And I mean I love it, but it's work. And then so Friday I just wanted just like a blow off steam like, I'm gonna play Sex Beat. I'm gonna play Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm gonna play the stuff that you guys love out there in the world. And It'll just be fun, and I'm not challenging you to, like, here's new music that you've never heard, and brr, brr, brr. You know, I'll throw in some some offbeat stuff, but mostly it's just, like, let's just, you know, here, it's a party.
4: I
2: feel like I just got called out. Yeah.
3: (laughs) how so
2: (laughs) i uh i have i have this habit of showing up to gigs and being like i'm gonna play a song that came out today or in a week from now
3: (laughs) right Uh, and that's what sleepwalk is about yeah and i love that and i love having that outlet but i also it's just like sometimes i just want to relax and be like I know what you guys want to hear. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, because that's pl- that's fun, too. And you just see, every, I mean, I may be sick of it for the last 25 years, but, you know, people
0: are still like, yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> I
3: well, love that
0: song, too. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. It's fun. And I mean, for folks who are in their 20s who may be hearing it for the first time, yeah, like, there oh. are. they're
3: always there always are. It amazes me. Yeah. And then um Monday's kind of my palate cleanser. It's like I just sit down. I'm not like done up. I'm not standing. I'm not lights and everything. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. It's two and a half hours of just like all the weird kind of moody music, all the Roland S. Howard, you know, stuff that you don't want to like get up and dance to necessarily. Sure. Like old 50s stuff that has just got that like that heartbreaking, like, ugh. And so <laughs> it's moody. <laughs> and it's it's just all different. And I it's I don't have to feel like I'm keeping a beat or up go upbeat. I'll play some weird Buffalo surfer song or some like deadbolt song where it's like there's not much of a song here. It's just like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: weird and it's dark and it's just an afternoon of just you're at work or you're doing whatever you're doing during the day and tune into some silliness or some dark silliness there's definitely some like tear jerkers in there
0: (laughs) that's right because uh for you it's a monday afternoon but you're three hours behind us so Uh for us it's already early evening
3: right right so which i I love that too yeah it's not like your nighttime party it's like your dinner weirdness
0: (laughs) here's your dinner music time to make dinner and listen to some stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm going down to Florida.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honey, this is delicious. Pass the salt. <laughs>
3: oh dear Lord. But yeah, so that's fun too, because I like mixing in, you know.
0: No, it's nice because then it's not just one flavor the whole the whole time that yeah. you're you're on and that and you're I on with my such... screens all the time too because I'm like <laughs> crazy like that. No, but it makes sense because it's not just one flavor you're on with uh, regularity. So people want to catch what you're doing and just realizing, oh, okay, well, what day is it? What does that mean? Was what is, what is it that you're going to play? Yeah, because yeah. the fact that Sex Beat comes on, it's nine thirty uh, Pacific time. It's actually twelve thirty for right us. So <laughs> if we're doing, so if we're doing a uh, Psalms and it's either me or uh, or Jay spinning that means we can raid you after which makes it really easy for us so it's like all right let's go raid margo yeah dance to a
3: couple songs and go to sleep and then i'll take over and then then yeah last week yeah it was the europeans and then at some point the aussies raid out there was an aussie show like the the new order melbourne Mm -hmm. melbourne folk and um and new order melbourne and all those melbourne folk all got in there i was like yeah <laughs> nice and they were they were having fun it's good oh no that yeah. was saturday that was saturday when i guessed uh i did a guest spot with um chat noir oh from
0: uh, oh that's Sacramento. right that was yeah. seance wasn't it seance yeah that was fun
3: i like the late night raids they're fun
0: <laughs> yeah well then it, it's great to just kind of Poke around on Twitch and see who's uh, who's on, and and follow the the folks that you find interesting, and go. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. let's go check that out and have a couple tabs open and bounce around a little bit and see what's going
2: on. I'm all about the multi tabs. (laughs) Twitch. Sit there with just (laughs) your going like, what's this? I need that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's true. You make your lists for (laughs) Bandcamp.
2: Oh my god, so many lists. And then, and then there's the so stuff you lists. find on your own and you're like, well, now what do I buy? Oh, it's Bandcamp Friday. <laughs> buy everything.
0: Yeah. Buy everything. Yeah. Yeah any, yeah. any tip money comes in. It's like, great. That's going it's back into Bandcamp. It, yeah.
2: That is <laughs> yeah. precisely true. what I do exactly after we sign off a of prophecy because uh, whenever we do full prophecy, it's Bandcamp Friday. So it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's true. Well, because that and, and Bandcamp Fridays—they're the first Friday of the month—and they are they go until like three a.m. Pacific times or twelve twelve a.m. Pacific, Pacific time, which time. is three a.m. for us. Right, right. Yeah. So we you still guys. have until three to go buy music. Yeah,
2: nice. So we wrap up at one at two, and yep. that gives us an hour to go buy everything.
0: Be <laughs> like, okay, I need this. Ah, yep. go get it. Yep.
3: <laughs> And uh, Twitch has also been great, and the reason I also, not the only reason, but one of the other reasons I decided to um, stream more is because our government was doing the $600 bonus to the unemployment, and when they took that away, I basically just make my rent with unemployment. So, um, in order to pay bills, and I I went on food stamps, and um, uh, yeah, in order to pay bills, like, basically, my... uh, Internet and my phone and my car payment and everything all comes from tips on Twitch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: literally. So just just to boost that, tip your DJs, people, because a lot of people are (laughs) really counting on that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's also, also why it's like the subscriptions are nice and it's like monthly. So it's like $5 once a month for each person. But then when there's a couple hundred of them, then... I can keep my lights on (laughs) so
2: then here's a question for you about twitch that that i've been wondering when you switch to you know affiliate status which runs the ads and all that did you get any pushback from people or were they just kind of okay with it
3: everybody seems to be pretty okay with it i was i was monitoring that personally myself for a second because i had gained affiliate status early on from just streams that i've been doing and everything but I didn't switch to affiliate because I was like, eh, the ads, but do they really bother me? Do they seem to bother other people? And honestly, I was like watching some people that I thought wouldn't have done that. And they did have the ads. And I was like, OK, and people don't seem to be bothered. They seem to accept it. And the thing is, is if you have the cool emotes, then people pay the four ninety nine, and they have cool emotes and then you have to watch ads because it takes away your ads. If you subscribe,
0: okay. If you subscribe, which gotcha. l-
3: decreases some of the ad revenue for me because it's not running for every person. You can mm-hmm. switch it so that it does. I think I think there's a thing you can switch that runs for every person, but it only runs uh, if you're uh, a non-member of that channel. Yeah, I th- as far right. as I can. Yeah,
2: we've been kind of holding out because we're like, uh eh, ads. But you know, every little bit yeah. helps. <laughs>
3: yeah exactly gotta, gotta buy and people more people are kind of used to it <laughs> it's kind of like it's like if you're on youtube or you're on twitch or anything it's just all right add, add, add. okay okay <laughs> and sometimes i'll click on a channel that has ads and then i'll open another tab and watch another channel <laughs> for a while and then the ads will finish up <laughs> go back and then you switch over yeah, yeah yeah that's fair but um no i didn't really get much pushback but like i said i also like to offer people something in return. So uh, I always make sure that I have fun things like emotes. And I I got really into like digging in, like, what else can I change? What else can I personalize of my channel? Because, you know, like the channel points are creeper cats. So they're a little cat in the corner and, and all the different things you can do with channel points. Like, it's not just like, unlock a random sub emote, you know, it's, do this or do that or a double shot of a song that's playing or
0: (laughs) right. Right.
3: Like all the fun things. And then if you like, you know, cheer a bunch of bits, then you get like this other emote and all the things. So that keeps people engaged. Keeps people, you know, then I don't have to worry about ads. (laughs) Very cool.
2: Yeah, that's fair. So, all right. So you were talking about some of your favorite Portland bands earlier. Why don't you pick a song and we'll drop that in.
3: So um, yeah, I wanted to say that one of my, like we said earlier, that one of my favorite local bands is um, Dancing Plague, and then their side project is Psychic Guilt with with uh, Connor's partner. And um, I want you to play the song "Haven" by Psychic Guilt.
1: Oh, you know.
3: So another thing I've been really excited about is all the um, bands coming out of the former Soviet countries over in Eastern Europe. And one of my favorite ones I've discovered is a band called Morwan, and I'd like to play a track by them.
4: Волны далеко, смотрят глазами, в танце кружат до утра, Монят руками сосны на очах. Поднялись дымом, в хороводе закружили текущим дымом. Камни под мной госпит лупами, В несутся тень черными огнями. Лица светят яркие костры, В небо поднимаются красные столбы. Улы далеко Смотрят глазами Танцы дружат до утра Манят руками сосны в Поднялись диван В хороводе за Текущим дымом Камни подо мной Распит толпами берегу несутся тени Чёрными огнями Лица вслепят Яркие костры К поднимаются Красные, слава бы далеко Смотрят глазами, пальцы кружат до утра Вонят руками сосны на очах Поднялись дыбом, по работе закружили Трекущим дымом Каждый год отдай, разбит тупами Берегу несутся тени черными огнями Лица слепят яркие кастры К небу поднимаются красные славы Смотрят глазами, танцы кружат до утра Манят руками сосны на чар Поднялись дыбом, в хороводе закружили Текущим дымом камни Подо мной, разбит толпами Берегу несутся тени черными огнями лица слепят яркие костры К небу поднимаются красные столовые Полные доли, смотрят глазами I'm gonna stand
0: I mean, it's it's totally a lather, rinse, repeat kind of life right now, and it's been really difficult because we're all collectively experiencing a trauma, and it's so stressful, and Mm -hmm. we're not really living right now. We're just kind of existing, Existing. but music makes things so much better. And the connections. I I really... I really do think like I connect
3: more with people on <laughs> the Twitch. It sounds, I mean, maybe it's shallow, but it's just like, I feel like I reach
2: more people. I'd agree with that.
3: Because when you DJ and when you, and with I bartend as well, it's like you're, you've, you've got that barrier in front of you in a way. And I feel like with, I feel like I'm more interactive with people.
0: It's true. I I think the same thing, because normally when I'm DJing, I I can't talk to anybody because I'm not going to be really be able to hear you and I'm working. So I'm focused on what I'm doing. But, but if you could see it in letters, you're like,
3: oh, he just said, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, give me a second. And, you know, you can do whatever. And they're not standing there staring at you. You're like, you queue up your song, you type out the title, blah blah blah, and then you can get to your. And then when you have a moment, then you get to the keyboard and you address whatever it was they said. Right, so much easier. It and is. then, you, and it also omits all the dumb drunk jocks who wander into us sometimes.
4: We <laughs> <like>, oh, <laughs> play better the
3: ghost is dead. And you're like, oh, go away.
2: Oh, my, my favorite oh, version I have to of that. Physically
3: ignore you. My
2: favorite <laughs> version of that was I was I was doing a night in in Hamilton. And uh, somebody came up to me and said, it's my birthday. Can you play Kendrick Lamar? Oh,
3: it's my birthday. Can you play oh. Kendrick
2: Lamar? And I, and I yeah. literally looked him dead yeah. in the eye and I was like, I don't know who that is.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: I had to There's find out who it fans. was after that.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Or I'll know it, but I'll just act like I don't.
2: <laughs> I literally had no idea who he was. And then, (laughs) and then, like a week later, I bought a video game, and it says this is a song from Kendrick Lamar. I'm like, this guy's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the kids like him. (laughs) You know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not at my night. But it's also like, get off my lawn.
3: But with pop culture, they don't understand us at all, and they don't understand that we don't understand them. Right. And they just like everybody knows who Kendrick Lamar is everybody loves Kendrick Lamar. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not where you are. No, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, you don't, yeah. what people don't understand is like goth clubs are shelters for us from the, the mundane world. It gives us a chance to sort of step away from that and, and be able to just be amongst people of our own <laughs> um, subculture in a sense. So it, it's just something mainstream folk just don't seem to understand. I feel yeah,
0: like it's it's very much a different uh, sort of a different code. Yeah. I mean, you can you can wear whatever you want and, you know, mostly it's going to be black and nobody's going <laughs> to care. Right. And and you listen to music that you want to hear. So you're not being uh, bombarded Forced with whatever fed. mainstream crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Force fed what's playing at the mall. Ugh.
0: Yeah. audible (laughs) gas
1: ah the mall
3: hey I don't know about Laura but I can't get that Jersey girl part of me out I still enjoy going and wandering around a mall
0: I I don't have anything against malls because usually I can find Sephora and that makes me super happy because even if I don't spend any money there, I can still go look at the colors and put color on the back of my hand and admire it because that's totally what I do. I used to work in an office tower above the Eaton Center. And it was dangerous because Sephora was in the Eaton Center. So I, when I needed a break, I would go to Sephora and put color just on the back of the my hands colors. and, See. and just go, oh, that looks really nice. And I, I would get inspired because, you know, as creative people, you don't know what's going to inspire you. Maybe it's because you found some iridescent red Lipstick or something, and that inspires you in some way. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe you see somebody in an outfit or you see something that gives you an idea. And that's, yeah, I mean, ideas come from everywhere. And yeah, I am totally not against them all, but most of the time.
3: <laughs> and I understand most, why people are.
0: I understand like, no why no people more. are. But retail, retail struggling anyway. So this is the nail in the coffin for a lot of places. I mean, the fact that. The the fact that a lot of big box stores are struggling, and, and like <laughs> yeah. the fact that that uh like an institution like Cirque du Soleil is now going out of business and they're done. Like they're massive, they're a household name, and yeah. they're 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 totally done. So I mean, it just goes to show that we're we're in just this historic monumental time where everybody's having a tough slog, and you just. You know, whatever makes you happy. Besides, if you're gonna go walk through the mall, you just put your headphones on and you're listening to other stuff anyway, so you don't get bombarded with all that stuff.
3: I was gonna say the interesting thing i I sort of look to as like I don't know silver lining about this all is it sucks. It sucks that so many things that we know and love are going under and disappearing. But I almost feel like it's a forest fire. It's like You know, the forest is gone and you're you're mourning the death of that, you know, and yet at the same time, it allows for fertile ground for new and different growth. So I'm interested to see what what will spring up in the wake of all this.
0: Absolutely. That's the only kind of
3: like positive, you know, outlook you can kind of have about this right now is like, all right, everything's getting burnt to the ground. Everything you know and love, gone. What's... Going to what is the fertile ground? Like, if if yeah, Cirque du Soleil is gone and some other big things, but maybe there'll be like some small independent Cirque type things because all those people aren't losing their talent; they're still out there. Like, there's still talented performers out there. You know, maybe in in post COVID times, they'll band together with the um, camaraderie that they had from being in Cirque and and form smaller local things and tour and build up from there. You know, who knows?
0: Yeah, we, can, we can and certainly hope Yeah, because uh, lots of folks romanticize like the 1970s in New York and it oh. was rough. It yeah. was so rough and violent and yet it gave birth to so much disco we and hip hop and yeah. punk, like things that <laughs> we couldn't dream of not having. Right. So it, it took a lot of rough stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Art movements came out of that sort of thing. And I think other good things could come out of this. Uh, I think there's a lot of creative people out there that still mm-hmm. are making things, doing things, and uh, something new will come. We will get past this. It's just, it's tough right now. It's really tough because we've never experienced this kind of thing before in our lifetimes. It's, it's, it's like, how do you handle this? How do you process this? And some days are good and some days are, are rough. And, and then you go tune into somebody's Twitch channel and uh, <laughs> listen to some music and connect with folks. And, and yeah, it's a really, it is a really good feeling.
3: Yeah. That's something folks have asked me. They're like, well, even if we can start going back to clubs, are you going to continue to do Twitch? and, I don't know exactly what will happen in the future. Like, maybe I will just want to go back to clubs. But in my heart right now, I feel like I like doing this. And if I can keep doing it and still have audience, then I'll probably still keep doing Twitch, even in the after after times. And then meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, but that'll just make people want to stay home and not come out to the bar and support. They're like, I could just sit at home and sit on my couch and not go support you in person. <laughs> like the ones yeah. who actually live in the same town as the DJ. Right. It's like, sometimes like pulling teeth trying to get people out, I feel like. So, so I feel like that would give them an extra excuse, like, oh, I was there. I'm just going to tune in on Twitch, though.
0: Whatever. I mean... <laughs> You're it's, never going to please you know, everybody. Nope. <laughs> it's so hard. And it, like pulling teeth is right because some people, oh, yeah, I want to come to your night. And it's like, you know what? If if it's a priority, you'll make it a priority. If it's not, whatever. That's fine. Just, you know, yeah. don't give me a lot of lip service. You exactly. either like <laughs> it or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. Just move it along. Who You cares? and I are so alike. We're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me I don't the whole like,
3: oh, I'm totally going to be there. And then they're not there. I'm like, I get actual crestfallen because I'm like, you said you were like, don't say you're going to be there if you're just say like, I'm going to try and make it. That's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like a, the, the lowest bar, the lowest amount of effort. Come on. <laughs> you don't even have to be on that
3: long. Just like pop in for five minutes. Be like, hey, just want to say, yeah. hey, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you disappear, you disappear. I won't really notice because I'm
0: busy working. But at least I saw you were there and I was like, oh, that was sweet. They popped by. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I like folks pop, popping by too, because I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes people can't commit to sitting down and participating in the chat. But I've also seen a couple people have posted that um, they've done up sections of their their home that's become their own personal dance floor so that yeah. when they tune into streams, that they, <laughs> this is the area where I dance. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome too. Cause I miss dancing, going out and dancing too. And I love dressing up. So, I mean, of course I want to put on a, an outfit that makes me feel good and, and dance some good music. Yeah. And, and you can and get the same kind of cheap stuff.
3: lights that we have in our background and
0: <laughs> turn off
3: your living room lights, put on your disco lights, turn on the switch stream and just dance in that little designated area.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's your,
3: that's your mini club.
0: Yeah, I got to get more accessories because my latest purchase was replacing my laptop. So, yeah, the next uh, purchases will be like if I can get More cardboard bats. Oh, my God. People <laughs> love the bats. It was very funny. And, and that's, I think, the closest I'll ever get to Justin dancing. It's awesome. <laughs> But people love it, and the fact that I was like singing to the bats and and everything—it's like okay, sure, you know, you want to <laughs> make a request and get the bats out, and and you want to give me a tip for it? Sure, we'll yep. do it because it's fun. You, you you either you know you're either part of the joke or you are the joke. That's also something you could do as like as if you
3: do go affiliate because like people would build up channel points by watching because you get you gain channel points as you watch per minutes per stream and then you could have one of your little buttons be like you know they can redeem um you know 1500 channel points and they get a bat
0: dance yeah to release the bats
3: like i get i do the squeaks dance party (laughs) (laughs) and squeaks comes out and hangs out over my shoulder and dances to half a song until he is like i'm done with this
0: (laughs) right same thing with nagi So I think that wraps it up for this episode. Margo, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: So folks can tune in to your Twitch channel and follow you at twitch.tv slash DJ Ms Margo. Yeah. And it's Ms with a Z, or Z if you're American, like we are. <laughs> on
3: Mondays, it's at 3.30 to 6 in Pacific time in the afternoon. And on Tuesday nights, it is from 8.30 until 1 a.m. in Pacific time. And then all Fridays except for fourth Fridays, it would be 9.30 to 2 a.m. Pacific. I'm skipping fourth Fridays because uh, my friends at post-mortem, Adrienne Scissorhands, has uh, started doing that back up again, so I didn't want to compete with her. She has a great show, and I'll be um, hosting it from my channel, so people tune into my channel, they'll see her. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But otherwise... Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Sex Beat will be all the other Fridays, excellent excellent so that and if you folks enjoy what you're listening to please be sure to like and share spreading the word about the podcast helps us out a lot and keep emailing us the email address is it's midnight somewhere podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook and we've got prophecy every friday starting at 10 p.m eastern time every first friday is a prophecy with both me and the wasteland and on alternating Fridays we are serving up psalms where you'll either get two hours of me or two hours of the wasteland so you get a couple different flavors going of either goth or industrial
4: Yay!
3: if people want to know when my streams are you can also um, follow DJ Ms. Mar- Ms. Margo M-I-Z-M-I-R-G-O on um, Facebook and I will always post my nights on there. Alright
0: until next time. Thank you.
1: It's midnight summer. It's midnight. It's midnight.
0: This podcast was almost called Don't Let a French Fry Loose in Mexico.